At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. Happy Friday to all of you out there, and welcome to Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We got a lot to uncover on Friday night, as we typically do. Plenty to get into heading into the weekend. We've got college football action. We've got NFL props and outright bets, and to help us kind of go through all of that, Danielle Elvari, she'll be hopping on in 15 minutes host of the Los Angeles City Cats. We got a big game for the Rams this weekend, and even aside from the Rams, who have a pretty favorable matchup, but nonetheless could be, you know, just fun overall. We'll see how Adrian Peterson gets implemented with the Titans. We'll see if she thinks they blow him out of the water or they could keep it close, being Tennessee. But nevertheless, could be advantageous for the Rams. You know I got to play in that game, which we'll talk about later. And then how about that Chargers game? I know we talked about it with Philadelphia City Cats host Ryan Rothstein about the Eagles and Chargers, and we were scratching our head as to why this line is so low. Dave Ross had the same sentiment last night with us here on Rush Hour. Then we got to get Danielle's thoughts. Why are the Chargers only laying the point and a half? Is it too good to be true? We'll be sure to hit that with her in about 15 minutes. Then in a half hour, we got our regular hit with James Salinas, former Super Contest champ and co-host of the Pro Football Blitz on Saturdays and Sundays right here on VEASAN alongside him. Other Super Contest champ, great duo, Brady Cannon on the weekends. And they get you squared away with some of the NFL action and we'll get some of James' top plays for NFL Week 9. And then at the end of the show, in summation, we kind of go over all of my best bets that we didn't talk about already throughout the week or earlier in the show. So that'll be at the end of the show for Danny's Dimes. But to begin, we kind of interlace Danny's Dime slash prop shelf, right? We spend this time to look at the top props for this weekend, for this upcoming slate. So let's go ahead, do the hybrid of prop shelf and Danny's Dimes. Looking ahead, we'll begin with the Packers and the Chiefs. Now, the quarterback situation for this game, we know, is very suspect. I mean, we don't understand or we don't realize what we could have with Jordan Love. We could either have a guy who takes advantage of this lackluster Kansas City defense, or we could have a guy who crumbles under pressure in his first full game going up against the best quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, although he hasn't played like it this year. But the big piece of that coincides with Aaron Jones, right? Because of the lack of Aaron Rodgers in this game, 
Aaron Jones is going to have to step up. The other Aaron's going to have to come and be the guy. And I think he gets it done both on the ground and in the air, both of which Kansas City struggles. Now, his rushing plus receiving yards, 97.5 over under minus 115. It seems like it's creeping up to about 98.5 in some spots. Would still pull the trigger on the over there. And I like it because, look, at this point, He's averaging about 60 rushing yards per game at about 30 receiving yards. So, no, that doesn't get you over this prop mark. But he has gone over 97.5 rushing and receiving yards in five out of eight games. One time he missed it by two yards. And then the other was against the Saints where nothing happened in that game. And we kind of like to throw that away and not include that in the sample size from time to time. But otherwise, you know, he's got a fantastic spot here to be the guy in this game. Because, again, Kansas City terrible all around defensively they rank 30th in DVOA pass defense 29th in DVOA run defense they're allowing 122 rushing yards per game allowing 280 passing yards per game so it's just where do the Packers want to allow Jordan Love to attack because they are also on the ground allowing tailbacks 4.6 yards per carry that's 28th worst in the NFL Kansas City versus running backs also allowing them over six catches for 56.4 receiving yards per game. But let's take a look, kind of just see who they face and what these opposing running backs have done when you combine the rushing and receiving. Nick Chubb got 101. Tyson Williams, who doesn't even play anymore for the Ravens virtually, he was able to rack up 93. Austin Eckler, 107. Very similar skill set to Aaron Jones. Kenneth Gainwell with the Eagles got 89, so he stayed under, and so did Zach Moss with 92. Those are two guys who kind of split by committee. J.D. McKissick with the Washington football team got 110. Derrick Henry, 102. Vontae Booker this last week, 125. Five out of eight guys have been able to go over this mark. And it's the five guys who are very similar skill set. If not, Aaron Jones is better than some of these guys. And now that Jordan Love is your quarterback, are they going to make him, you know, is he going to feel more comfortable doing the checkdowns, running the ball a lot, or are they just going to let him sling it to Devontae Adams and company right out of the gate? I think he could get away with both. But more so, the reliability is going with your consistent player in Aaron Jones. So I think he's going to get it done probably in both the ground and in the air. But if it's one or the other, I think it'll still be enough to push it over the combined rushing and receiving yards of 97 and a half. By the way, the average of opposing tailbacks, starting tailbacks, is 102.4. Aaron Jones should be able to get over 97 and a half rushing and receiving yards against this inferior Kansas City Chiefs defense. Let's keep it in the conversation with the running backs, though. The aforementioned Austin Eckler, I believe, has a good opportunity this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Not necessarily on the ground game, per se, but how about in the passing game? 39.5 at Bet Rivers is the prop mark for receiving yards with Eckler. Over, under, well, over, rather, is minus 115. Under, actually, a little bit less, minus 113. As of this point, Eckler's racking up 43 receiving yards per game. Now, if you take out the first game of the season where he got no catches, no targets, his average would be at 50.3. But regardless, that doesn't matter to me. Just throwing it out just to give you a little bit more confidence, maybe. He's gone over 39.5 receiving yards in five out of seven games. Overall, on average, he's racking up about five receptions on six targets per contest. More importantly, his opponent, the Eagles, they're allowing opposing running backs to catch about eight passes per game. That's a lot and 54 and a half receiving yards per game. And you're putting Austin Eckler, a guy who can thrive in the passing game, his receiving yards prop at 39 and a half. I will gladly take the over for Austin Eckler in a game that could be an absolute crapshoot. We don't know what to expect because his point spread freaks me out, and I don't get why the Chargers are only laying a point and a half. But what I can maybe rely on is at least the production in the passing game with those checkdowns to Austin Eckler. So look for him over 39 and a half receiving yards against the Philadelphia Eagles. Speaking of running backs, let's go to that Cowboys matchup against the Broncos. Dak Prescott back in the mix. I believe that means more yardage for the backup running back in Tony Pollard. He was a fan favorite after week one, and then this past week he slowed down. Just seven carries for 26 yards. But that was a different game. You didn't have Dak Prescott there. And in week one, the, other, the only other time he stayed under his rushing yards prop of 40 and a half, that was before you knew you had the weapon with Tony Pollard. You were solely relying on Zeke. And that's what kind of happened last week, right? It was all Zeke, and that's fine. But now that you have Dak there, you get back to your consistency offensively. 
So instead of seeing Pollard only rack up seven carries, he'll probably get to at least 10 now that you're getting your normal type of offensive sets. Also, you're a 10-point favorite here against the Broncos. The assumption is the Cowboys are going to have, you know, the handle on this game. They're going to be leading, and if they're leading somewhat big into the latter half of this game, you won't need to stress out Zeke as much, and you can implement Tony Pollard more. So you take the bang for your buck with Pollard and his rushing yards of 40-and-a-half against a Denver defense that is allowing running backs 4.2 yards per carry, also ranking 27th in DVOA run defense, and a defense that doesn't have Von Miller anymore to fill up that defensive interior. Tony Pollard, instead of Zeke at 75-and-a-half, take the better yardage with Pollard, where is, if you believe he can get to 10 carries at least, he definitely should be able to get over 40 and a half rushing yards. He's averaging about 10 carries and 56 rushing yards per game. And again, he's only failed to go over this twice. Week one where they didn't really utilize him. And last week with their backup quarterback, Brandon Russian, changed the dynamic of the offense in a closely played game. Whereas I don't believe this is going to be a closely played game. Tony Pollard will get more reps. Tony Pollard will get over 40 and a half rushing yards against the Denver Broncos. Again, we're going with another running back here, guys. This is the other one that I have as an official play in terms of props. Now, you got to look around a little bit, but Najee Harris, some of his odds have popped up. Open 79.5, quickly went to 81.5 for him against the Bears. Look, you saw what Elijah Mitchell was able to do against this Bears defense last week. This Bears defense overall has been slacking, but more specifically against the run. The Bears rank 24th in DVOA run defense, allowing 125 rushing yards per game. In opposing running backs, they're averaging 4.5 yards per carry. No bueno for the Chicago defense that is going to be missing Khalil Mack. Who knows about Eddie Jackson? But regardless, the Steelers love to implement this ground game with Najee Harris. He's been getting 20-plus carries in about the last three games. And at this point, he's averaging 68 rushing yards per game. He's only gone over 81 and a half twice. But the last three games, take a look at this. Had 26 carries for 91 yards at Cleveland. 24 carries for 81 yards versus Seattle. So we just missed it there. And then 23 carries for 122 versus Denver. He's going to be able to nitpick this Bears defense. Steelers are going to control the momentum and tempo with Najee Harris because the Bears refuse to tackle running backs. Get in on this sooner rather than later before it moves up. Najee Harris over 81 and a half rushing yards. Thus concluding our best bets in terms of props, but really quick, I wanted to throw out a couple other that you should consider. I haven't played these, but considering these, Kirk Cousins is one of them. Over 267 and a half passing yards. He's gone over this in four out of seven games. He's averaging 279 in the air thus far. The Ravens rank 23rd in DVOA pass defense. They're allowing opposing quarterbacks on average over 300 passing yards per game. 7.8 yards per catch as well with its 28th worst. Which Kirk Cousins are you going to get, right? Are you going to get Kirk Cousins who utilizes the receiving weapons or are we going to get a lackluster Kirk Cousins like we saw against the Cowboys? I lean toward him having a bounce back effort and taking advantage of the weaker secondary that is presented in Baltimore. But again, it's tough to rely on Kirk. But the lean is over his passing yards. And then how about Williams, the Kansas City running back? I think he could pick apart this Green Bay defense in the ground game over 48 and a half rushing yards, especially if they're going to be leading in this game. Keep an eye on Williams for the Chiefs running back over 48 and a half rushing yards. Packers allowing about 4.7 yards per carry. That's 29th worst or also 30th in DVOA rush defense. So consider those ones. And don't worry, at the end of the show, we'll recap all of our best bets. But those are the list of the props that I'm keeping my eye on or have already bet for NFL Week 9. Danielle Elvari joining us next, talking all things L.A. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. 
And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got the Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and now the New York City cast all available wherever you get your podcast made available to you. Subscribe to it and get hooked up five episodes a week for your local city cast. And if you're out on the West Coast, you're very familiar with our next guest, host to the Los Angeles City Cast, joining us here on Rush Hour. It's Danielle Elvari at Danielle Elvari on Twitter. And again, she hosts the Los Angeles City Cast. So time to talk all things LA. And uh, Danielle, we've got some intriguing games in the NFL for your LA squad, starting with the Rams and the Titans. Von Miller getting added to the squad. So you're getting a big piece coming to the Rams, whereas their opponent, the Titans, losing a big piece. And Derrick Henry, spread just moved down to seven. It was pretty much at seven and a half the whole week. Now it's seven. This total's at 52 and a half. Personally, I see this as a great teaser opportunity for L.A. How do you view this game? That's exactly what I was going to ask you about, because obviously we talk about key numbers all the time, seven being one of them, and seven and a half is just not an appetizing number unless you wanted to look at the Titans here. And of course, they're without Derrick Henry, okay, which is a way bigger loss than, let's say, the addition of Von Miller for the Rams on the other side. We don't normally see a running back move a line, but if one was going to move it, wouldn't it be Derrick Henry, right? I mean, PFF actually tweeted something, Pro Football Focus, uh, rushing yard leaders for the season. Derrick Henry, of course, 937. And after Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry after contact was 728. <laughs> and then the next closest, Jonathan Taylor, is 649. So he's handled 219 of their 230 running back rush attempts. It's going to be a huge loss for them. How are they going to acclimate? I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to do well under the extra pressure. One of the bets I'm hoping to look at maybe is even an interception prop for him. He's had one in five of eight games. Uh, two versus the Colts both time and seven in just eight games, which is how many he had total for the season last year. So how are they going to overcome this? Um, I understand the public wanting to take seven and a half. I think that sometimes when these transactions happen, then the line moves and maybe it's an overcorrection one way or the other. For me, I think that the Rams will win this game, but I'm not necessarily expecting them to cover because I still think this Titans team is is good. 100% there with the, yeah, great teaser opportunity here. Why not just, you know, save yourself some stress, presumably, and just tease them down? They just need to win by two or more, depending on what you tease them. And then, hey, 
Titans can cover, we'll let them have the cover. We just need the Rams to win outright, which they should be more than capable of doing. And look, Danielle, that kind of coincides with this next area I want to take you to, the Rams and their odds for the NFC West. So you look at the odds right now, the Cardinals are minus 110 at Bet Rivers. You're still laying mm -hmm. a price with the Rams, but minus 106. Uh, 49ers at about 53 to 1, Seahawks 66 to 1, somewhere in that range. If the assumption is the Rams are going to win, their odds are probably going to move. And now, in speaking of moving, the 49ers have become the favorite in their matchup against the Cardinals. It looks like no Kyler Murray. So would you suggest to jump in on the Rams to win the division sooner rather than later if that's going to be the case? Absolutely. If you're looking for a division bet, I completely agree with you. I mean, if you look further up the board, Rams to win the NFC plus 325, the Cardinals are plus 550. So there's not that confidence that they're going to go further in the playoffs. And even the Rams that win the Super Bowl, plus 650, the Cardinals 11 to 1. So maybe the Cardinals win the NFC West. I was trying to look at who had a more difficult schedule coming up. And I think that only slightly, the Cardinals might have a slightly easier remaining schedule, but they both have some pretty tough opponents. As we know, the NFC West, one of the toughest, toughest divisions really here. So I completely agree with you, Danny. A good time to look at that number because it's only going to probably get worse. Yeah, and, and that's really the best part about these futures is you have all week to kind of consider it. You see what the schedule is coming up, and you understand what the momentum of these teams are looking like. And uh, as at this point, seems like the Rams are on a little bit better trajectory than the Cardinals right now due to injury. So you can still get the Rams. It's a slight better price than the Cardinals. That's going to alter more than likely after this week. All right, Danielle, let's take a look at another L.A. team, though. The Chargers taking on the Eagles on the road. You and I were already talking about this during the break, and let's talk with Dave Ross about it. Let's talk with Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philly City Cast. Nobody can understand why the Chargers are just laying a point and a half. As we keep saying, it seems too good to be true. Do you believe that to be the case, or are you going to take advantage of that lower number with Justin Herbert and company? Uh I absolutely was having the exact same conversations you've been having all week. Every conversation has started with, um, so, so is there something I'm missing? Did you miss something? Because <laughs> I, I did a crossover pod with Ryan Rothstein yesterday for the city cast. And before we started the pod, I was like, all right, well, I don't want to look like a fool here on the pod. So what do you know <laughs> that I don't know? Because why are the chargers only favored by one and a half? Because even if this Eagles team can do what they did versus the Lions, which is a stretch to say it was the Lions, if they're able to utilize that rush offense against this really bad Chargers rush defense, even if that's the case, does that mean that they're going to outpace this Chargers offense? Like in what, in what, like in what universe? So I don't understand this line at all. And I did grab Chargers minus one and a half. I'm glad I didn't grab the two and a half earlier in the week because on Sunday I was thinking, oh. hey, two and a half, what a great number on the Chargers. Uh, and now we're seeing a one and a half. So I did go ahead and take that. So I hope I don't I don't regret it. Yeah, and, and you bring up an important point. Look, the Chargers defensively against the pass, one of the best in the NFL. They absolutely stink against the ground game. But if you want to beat this Chargers team, I think you got to do a little bit more than run the ball with Boston Scott or Kenneth Gainwell because Miles Sanders is still out. And this is an Eagles team that refuses to run it until last week where they finally did because they were stomping down on the Lions. Also, as you mentioned, look, it's Detroit. You can't really write home about that because it's the Lions. So don't you think that at the end of the day also it's going to come down to who can sling the ball better? And it has been Justin Herbert who can do that, as we know. Well, and who has the coaching advantage as well when we're talking about, oh, the Eagles have finally figured out that they do well when they rush it. Like we saw it versus Atlanta in week one, uh, and now we see it again versus the Lions. And do I trust Sirianni here? No, I trust Staley more as well. So just all across the board, the advantages are in favor of the Chargers, uh, even, if you, even if you look at their rush defense that has been struggling. And hopefully they get that together because that is not going to work for the rest of the season. Uh, that is true. No doubt about that. Big point, though, too. You know, I'm sweating out my Brandon Staley uh, tickets to win Coach of the Year, so I kind of need him to win this game. Otherwise, we're going to be having a different conversation about who's going to be competing for Coach of the Year. So we'll be sweating out the Chargers together. I'm sure I'll hop in on that inevitably once it comes around to those 3 p.m. Central time kickoff games. Uh, look, Danielle, you've got excitement in the NFL. You also got the NBA coming up right now. And Man, everyone was going nuts about Russell Westbrook last night and what he didn't do and what he can or can't do yeah. with this Lakers team. What have you made about his addition in this Lakers squad overall, and what do you think about their next matchup taking on Brooklyn? Uh, it breaks my heart 
because he's obviously a great UCLA Bruin. And I was actually at the UCLA exhibition game last night. I was emceeing the game. So I got to watch the new team, which was really fun. But I had the Lakers game kind of going on my phone uh, because I did have a bet on that game. I had OKC plus 13, which I got the day before uh, LeBron was announced. Hey, he's going to be out with a, a rectus abdominis, I believe, strain, which I told somebody on Twitter is just old man back is what that means. And who's surprised here? Because obviously the Lakers spent the offseason signing a bunch of older players, one of them being Russ. And we were all asking the same questions that we asked before when the Nets got their trio together is what is this going to look like? How are they going to play together? And they should have been a lot better with LeBron out. And Russ usually has looked better, actually, when when he's had to kind of shoulder more of it. And so it does put a lot of blame on him here. It's really unfortunate um, because I don't, I don't know what to say at this point with this Lakers team. But it was funny because I messaged JVT, our senior NBA analyst, before that game. Uh, before we even had heard about LeBron, actually, and I said, uh, like, love, or hate, I have OKC plus 13. And he said, put it this way, in no universe should anyone be laying 13 with the Lakers right now. And that's how I feel as well. And so for me tonight, I, I might even look at a play on the Nets minus one. Yeah, and sorry, I, I set you up poorly here. I mean, their game against the Nets is not for a while. Uh, the game that they have next look forward to, right. they're going to be facing the Trailblazers, so my bad. Uh, that one You're is going to be not the, for a little the bit. Far ahead. Yeah, that, that was the only one that was still on the slate. So, yeah, they still have it up yeah. there because it's the look-at game, so my bad. But, I've but been you're right, that game's that one. Yeah. yeah, no, the line has been going back and forth on that one, too. And if the Lakers kind of keep doing what they're doing, hey, might have to look at the late, uh, the Nets in that spot. Um, really quick, we got about 30 seconds, Danielle. Mm -hmm. Clippers and T-Wolves tonight, other L.A. basketball squad. How do you think about the Clips in this matchup? I don't like to bet on Paul George in general. <laughs> uh, he's been playing well, but for me, the Clippers, I, I also, NBA is something I'm starting to tiptoe back into because it was not my best thing last year. But so far... 4-0, actually, in NBA. So I think I'm going to stay away from the Clippers tonight just to keep that going. Yeah, I'm kind of with you here, too. I'm slightly easing into it and really kind of just sticking on the bulls for myself and looking at some of those props. But um, I'm taking it slow. And, look, that's probably the best approach at the beginning of the How NBA about your season. Bulls, especially with the Hey. Hey, we're loving it, Danielle. We finally got one thing to be happy about here in the Chicagoland area. So we're crossing our fingers that they can keep it going. But at least you got a multitude of teams to choose from, and we always look forward to your coverage. Keep up the great work, Danielle. Uh, enjoy your weekend, and thanks as always for hopping on. Thanks, Danny. You got it. Danielle Alvari, folks, at Danielle Alvari on Twitter. Again, host of the Los Angeles CityCast. Five episodes a week. Chargers, Rams, you've got the Clippers, you've got the Lakers, and her alma mater, UCLA. She's got you squared away with all of that good local betting action. All right, more bets coming in the NFL. Former Super Contest champ, how about James Salinas hopping on for his regular spot here on Rush Hour? Stick around, he's got a few games that he absolutely loves. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here, and for only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now till the end of the NFL playoffs. You get daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, Point Spread Weekly, our digital betting guide, plus you get in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com, as well as the upcoming College Hoops betting guide with Greg Hoops-Peterson. This is a great deal at only $99, and it's for the rest of the football season, all the way through February. So check it out now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Okay, welcome back to Rush Hour on this Friday evening. I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, we are broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. Joining us now out in Denver, it is James Salinas in his regular spot. Always looking forward to it, James. Thank you for carving out some time ahead of your busy weekend co-hosting the Pro Football Blitz on VEASAN with Brady Cannon. I know you got a lot of action to look forward to tonight, but we're narrowing it down to a few games and we got to start in the AFC North, my man. Bengals and Browns. At the beginning of the week, personally, James, I was leaning towards Cincinnati. You saw it go up to three, but it seems like you're seeing some late buyback on Cleveland at about plus two and a half. How are you handicapping this game? Or maybe you're not even looking at that spread. Maybe you're more interested in the total, but what do you think is the best route to take? 
Well, I was thinking of the total, Danny, and it's sitting roughly, yeah, let's just call it consensus, 47. We know these games can be, anytime you have a divisional matchup, these teams know each other very well, playing each other two times a year, each year, and really not a lot of love lost between any of these divisional rivals. And I think for sure in the AFC North, we can say that with all four of those teams, anytime right. any of those teams are matching up for a divisional game, it is really a grudge match. But I'm going to stay away from the total here because I just have concerns about the Cleveland Browns. Now, OBJ, that distraction is finally aside, and I'm sure certain folks in that locker room, I know there was folks that really, uh, that, that players that really had great relationships with OBJ in there, and then there was other ones that felt like this is just a complete distraction. You know, that definitely in the front office and the coaching staff felt like it was a distraction because he never really fit. He, that's not an offense where you're going to go out and get 8, 10, 12 targets a game and catch over 100 balls. That's not what it's designed to do. They're designed to line up for four quarters and pound and pound and pound, but I think right now the problem with the Cleveland Browns is they are banged up offensively. We know Conklin on the right tackle position. He will not be in this game. He is out for a bit. Uh, the center, they've been dealing with an issue at the center position. Treader's been just fighting through a knee injury, so he's clearly not 100%. And we know when the Browns commit to running game and they're fully healthy, it is a very strong running game, and that really opens up a lot of play-action pass for Baker Mayfield. But that's the concern for me here, Danny, is Baker Mayfield. We've seen it now. It's been five games since he suffered that shoulder injury, that torn labrum, along with some other injuries that he had in there and basically he's been having to wear this throwing this this really bulky throwing harness on or this shoulder harness on his on his non-throwing shoulder but it's really limited his torque and his his flexibility with his torso to be able to be accurate with his throws if you look at the five games that he's had to throw with that harness on his his completion percentage has dropped to about 61 percent and his overall qbr is less than 40 in those five games it's really affected his accuracy and I think that allows teams to kind of uh, really stack up the box. And I think that's what we're going to see from Cincinnati, Danny, is that defense. Now, last week, awful scheduling spot for the for the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a huge divisional win on the road two weeks ago at Baltimore. You're going into New York to play the lowly Jets, and then you have this big divisional game on deck here with against the Cleveland Browns and a complete flat spot for those Bengals. And I think that's one thing. If you're betting in-game, Danny, and I do a lot of that too, if you suspect the team, maybe this is going to be kind of one of those, those emotional flat spots, the best way to start to use that as an indicator is just watching the game and seeing about the tackling. How fast are these guys flying to the ball? Are they wrapping up tackles and are they are they bringing folks down? A lot of times you miss tackles. That's really not due to a lack of physicality. It's really just a lack of energy and, and preparation. So I think here the Bengals will re- Think about what we saw last night in the debacle of the real New York Jets decided to show up on Thursday night against the Colts. I think that only intensifies the Bengals kicking themselves for blowing that game last week the way that they did. I think we see a very full, inspired effort out of the Bengals on both sides of the football. I like where they're at health-wise. I think it's going to be a very physical game. Love those safeties coming down for the Bengals and lay some hats, too, when you're thinking about Bates and Bell. Give me the Bengals. I did lay the I, – I bought the money line there at $1.35. It's currently sitting at 2.5. So pick your poison which way you want to go. I just went with the money line with the Bengals laying $1.35. Yeah, and that's the route I would take, too, if it's at about 2 or 2.5. Two I always played a little bit safer, lay more on the money line. And I'm glad to hear you say that because, you know, I've been waiting for someone or something to kind of push me towards Cincinnati. And you're right. I mean – Look, OBJ certainly could be a distraction. Is that going to end up being beneficial in the long run? Probably, but for the time being, it still could be looming over them. I don't necessarily trust Baker Mayfield right now. Joe Burrow is the better quarterback because of health and just what we've seen. And you're right. I mean, the losses last week, losing against Pittsburgh in that divisional game, I think you're getting a lot more beat up than, you know, the faulty game against the Jets. They're going to be seeking vengeance, as you alluded to, and that's why I would also lean toward the Bengals in that spot. So we'll look towards Cincinnati against Cleveland. You talk about distractions, and James, this next game has plenty of them. Unfortunate ones at that with the Raiders and the Giants. But Las Vegas is getting love on the spread now up to three and a half. This total is 46 and a half. The G-Men are dealing with a bunch of COVID issues as well. How do you look to handicap this game with so many outside factors looming in on this one? You mentioned the COVID factor going through positive, false positives, negatives, all these kind of things with the Giants all week. Can't come into this. You show up for work. You can't come into the stadium. You got to go home. You got to do virtual meetings, all those types of things. You actually didn't get to get on the field a whole lot and prep and prepare for this Raiders team. And you think about the Giants coming off the short week, competed, really competed well against Kansas City as a large 
dog, but they play much better, I feel like, as a dog on the road than they do at home. Now, in a sense, they are a small dog here in MetLife Stadium, but this is a place where those fans are ready to turn on that team as soon as things start to go south. The boo birds start singing up there in the stands, and this Giants team, not only with the COVID issues going through, uh, but also they're a really beat-up team. They've got 16 players on injured reserve and then a few starters that will not be available in this game, namely Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley, not available, not due to COVID. He's fine through the COVID protocol. It's the ankle that he suffered, that ankle injury that he suffered a few weeks back. He's not going to be available either. But you look at the other side, and we talk about distraction, and and there isn't a bigger off-field distraction for a team than Henry Ruggs, and it just totally irresponsible and reckless decision to do what he did and cost that sense, you know, a senseless loss of life for that poor young lady there in Las Vegas. And how does this team deal with that? Well, I think if if anything, normally this would probably be a game, Danny, that I would just say. You know what? I just don't want any part of this game. I don't want to. You know, it's a really tough situation for all the all those folks in that with within the locker room for that Raiders organization. But I think what we've seen from this Raiders team is they actually have faced true adversity, and it's unfortunate that's a tragic situation like this. You have to call it adversity. I think that's something that gets thrown around too much in sports teams. Yeah, we suffered all this adversity. Yeah, you had a few, inj- a few injuries on your team. Suck it up and go play. Next man up, right? But in this case, real true adversity with this, with the car wreck over the week and then all the debacle with John Gruden a few weeks back. I think the one thing that we've seen out of this Raiders team from the collective coaching staff to certain players, in particular, you think about Derek Carr. He's not afraid to express himself himself and his emotions and his love for his teammates I think this team is truly galvanized I think this is a team that emotionally when you have these types of things happen they know how to lean on each other as you talk about teams as being a family that's what this Raiders team feels like to me and you saw that a few weeks back with the John Gruden debacle you didn't know what was going to happen with the Raiders coming here to Mile High City to play the Denver Broncos and absolutely inspired effort full team effort that team played far far more intense than what the Denver Broncos did I think that's what we're going to see out of the Raiders here and I hate to say that they're galvanized by a tragedy but this is something that this team is very tight it's a close-knit team they've had to go through true adversity they're going through it again here I like the Raiders here I'm going to lay the three and it was three it was a dollar 15 on the Raiders but I think we're going to see a very inspired effort from the Raiders and I'll take the team with the true leadership and that's both on the sideline and on the field with these players I like the Raiders here minus three I like it rolling with the Raiders that's the side I would go with as well James but what you got for us here with the Packers and Chiefs before we let you go? We got about 45. Do you trust Jordan Love catching a touchdown or more? Do you think Patrick Mahomes and company roll in this game? I, we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes roll much of anything lately, <laughs> right? He's really struggled. Subpar season this year. Last seven games, 10 interceptions under a lot of duress. Only managed two touchdowns against the Giants last week on Monday night. Three points against Tennessee the week before. Packers here plus seven and a half minus a dollar fifteen. I think could this be a preview of what we see with the Packers come twenty twenty two without Aaron Rodgers? Maybe so. I love the running game for the Packers team. I think they're going to be very physical up front and be able to run the football with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Devonte Adams also comes back. This team, this team rallies around the young quarterback. Love. They want to show that they compete without Aaron Rodgers on the field. I'll give me this plus seven and a half at a dollar fifteen. I'm all over the Packers. Yeah, look, Jordan Love's an unknown commodity right now, and I don't think it's going to take much to keep up with Kansas City based on the lack of performance we've seen out of their defense. And you bring up Aaron Jones, James. We were talking about him at the beginning of the show. I like his rushing and receiving props over. I think he's going to be a major weapon in this game and enough to keep it close, as you alluded to, with Green Bay taking on Kansas City. But, hey, James, that's all the time we got, my man. Appreciate you giving us some insight. We look forward to your programs this week and on Visa. Thanks. Good luck to you and everybody with your bets this weekend. Take care. There he is, James Salinas at Rounding again on Twitter. Also co-host Pro Football Blitz Saturday and Sunday, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on VEASAN. We're wrapping it up. Dandy's Dimes next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups, plus, they've brought back the reduced the juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com. New Jersey must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 3500 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the final segment of Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network on this Friday evening. Myself, Danny Burke, we are live out of the Bet River Sportsbook crowd is filling up, as we always like to say, because there's a lot to look forward to to bet on, not only today, but we've got tomorrow with college and Sunday with the big NFL slate, baby. So let's get into it. It's time to go through my best bets for this weekend. That's right, it's time for Danny's Dimes. Let's get right to it, starting with some college football action tomorrow. Looking forward to a game involving, well, North Carolina, who's been a disappointment, and Wake Forest on the other side, who's been impressive, albeit against a weaker schedule. Which team will prevail? I'm thinking it's going to be North Carolina, guys. I'm liking them on the money line. Currently, their mind is 2.5 at Bet Rivers. They're getting steamed up a little bit depending on where you shop. But two and a half is still where it is at Bet Rivers. Money line is minus 136. I snagged minus 135. So, of course, would recommend just doing money line minus 136. Then I like North Carolina here because of a couple reasons. One, like I mentioned, Wake Forest, although they've looked good, have not really had a true test this season. North Carolina is going to be one of them. Uh, they're also surrendering Wake Forest over 200 rushing yards per game. Tar Heels are finally kind of starting to establish that ground attack, so I think they can control the tempo of this game and give themselves a good advantage in that spot. Furthermore, North Carolina, not an impressive season, not living up to the hopes they had. They're not going to want to lose that home to Wake Forest. They know they need to win this game to help keep their bowl lives intact. Big game for North Carolina. Big game for Sam Howell and his draft stock, I would argue. So they need to come out firing. Also, you look at ticket counts a lot of times. Tim Murray tweeted this out, and of course he does a great job hosting the nightcap here on VEASAN. Chris Andrews, head bookmaker over at South Point, he said 3-1 to one ticket count in favor of Wake Forest. Why hasn't this line moved? It's been stagnant at 2.5. That's telling you something here. North Carolina has a better quarterback in my opinion. They need this win more so than Wake Forest for the realistic opportunities going down the road. 
not that North Carolina's going anywhere big, but I'm saying to fight for a bowl life. It's not like Wake Forest is going to find themselves, you know, into the college football playoff or anything like that. North Carolina is going to get the job done. Take them out right on the money line, minus 136. Let's go Tar Heels, hoping they get a dub against Wake Forest. That's where we're going with college football. I didn't bet anything else, but look, if you're kind of itching for some other action, of course I'm going to recommend to fade my alma mater. If you get the line at 14.5, I'd entertain paying about 10 to 15 cents more to get it at 14. Ohio State average winning margin at 36. Consider that. I might not bet, bet it just in case Nebraska does something great, keeps it close, kind of want to root for them. It's not going to happen, but if you're looking to make money, look to fade Nebraska. All right, let's get to the NFL, though. Some other plays that I did make for the NFL Week 9 slate. Let's go to that Chargers and Eagles game. And no, I'm not fully going in on betting Los Angeles right now on the spread, although I may jump in on it before kickoff. I am going to dabble with the total here. That's right, 49.5 is where I bet this thing over. And look, the Chargers defense, as we alluded to, they're terrible against the run, not too bad against the pass. But Philadelphia's offense in moments has been, you know, at least somewhat solid and reliable and can produce points, whether it be at the end of games or still getting the job done. They're averaging 25 points per game. The Chargers are allowing 25 points per game. Conversely, Los Angeles is also averaging 25 themselves. Eagles allowing 24. With this number set at 49 and a half, the Eagles have gone over this in five out of eight games. The Chargers have only gone over it in three out of seven, but the Eagles have also gone over this last three weeks in a row. This has the makings because of how confusing this line is, and I feel like it's going to be a back-and-forth kind of sloppy, crazy, ugly effort that this total is going to go over. If it ends 20-17, to 17, yes, I would be incredibly disappointed and a little bit shocked, but look, the Chargers aren't going to try to run the ball, okay? The, the Eagles' run defense is not the best. I get that, but they don't love to run it. They like to pass it, and we talked about Austin Eckler and getting him involved in the passing game going over his receiving yards mark. This Chargers team is ticked off. They need a win here for their playoff lives, for the division. I mean, they have a long way to go, but to lose three in a row and one of them being off of a bye week and then to lose against the lowly Eagles despite it being on the road, they need this game. They're going to be trying to sling it and putting up a lot of points. Eagles will be having to play catch-up despite the Chargers having a bad run defense. The Eagles will try to throw it. They'll try to keep up, and heck, maybe they do. But I think it's going to be enough to get it over this mark, okay? I could see probably like a 27-24 game that gets you to 51, right? I think that is very realistic in Philadelphia with the Eagles and the Chargers. So playing that one over, 49 and a half. Finally, a bet that we did make on Tuesday during Teaser Tuesday. And I know the line has shifted a little bit. But there was one seven or nine and a half, excuse me, out there for the Cowboys. rest of the lines are 10. Maybe it'll come down to nine and a half if you still are trying to get involved. But I did a seven-point teaser. I teased down the Cowboys from nine and a half down to two and a half. So the seven points brings you through the key number of seven and three. And then we paired that with the Rams, taking them from seven and a half down to a half. Los Angeles is lane seven now, so you could get them out of pick them. Virtually, of course, the same thing. Rams will take advantage of this Tennessee team without Derrick Henry. Los Angeles is in a groove right now. You're adding to your defense. They'll be ready to go. You look at the Cowboys, getting Dak Prescott back in the mix. The running backs, Zeke and Pollard, are going to have a big game. Von Miller being departed from the Broncos. Denver giving up on their season virtually. The Cowboys will have ease, in my opinion, with this Denver team. So if you get the 9.5, still look to tease down the Cowboys to 2.5, and, and you compare that with the Rams minus a half. Now, if you can't get the Cowboys, some other teams I would entertain of course, the Chiefs laying seven. That could be something that you would look forward to. I'm sure that's going to be one of the most popular teasers, as would the Rams be, but something to consider. And then even though you're not crossing key numbers here, I would consider the Ravens minus six. A lot. We really haven't talked about this game. I'm very intrigued in this one, but I can't imagine the Ravens in this spot falling to the Vikings, who have looked like a mess. I would look toward Baltimore, maybe teasing them down by six to a pick em, and then you could pair that with the Rams, teasing them from seven to minus one. Something to consider as an alternative if you can't tease down the Cowboys. But those are the plays we're rolling with aside from the props. Seven-point teaser, Dallas from 9.5 down to 2.5. The Rams from 7.5 down to a half. And then we're doing the over with the Chargers and Eagles over 49.5. I might end up playing Los Angeles. I'll tweet it out if I do. I always tweet out my plays at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. But this game, I'm probably going to wait to see how the noon affairs go before I get involved with it. And then in college, Wake Forest, North Carolina. 
We're rolling with the Tar Heels on the money line, minus 135. The public is all over Wake Forest. They don't get why this team, that the record column looks great, is getting points against North Carolina, who has struggled. But this is a bigger game than it appears for North Carolina, and I believe they get the job done. Let's go ahead and recap some of our plays that we had earlier in terms of props, starting with that Packers and Chiefs game. Aaron Jones, we're going over, rushing and receiving yards of 97 and a half. Minus 115 were the odds. He's gone over this in five out of eight games, and he has the benefit of facing a Kansas City defense that ranks 30th in DVOA pass defense and 29th in DVOA run defense. Plus, they're allowing running backs six catches per game for 56 receiving yards, along with 84 rushing yards per game. Every running back except for three, Tyson Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, Zach Moss, have gone over this mark. Chubb got 101, Eckler got 107, McKissick got 110, Henry got 102, Devontae Booker even got 125. Look for Aaron Jones, especially with Love as their quarterback, to get over 97 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Speaking of Austin Eckler, we are going with his receiving yards over 39 and a half, minus 115. He's averaging 43 per game as of this point. He's gone over this mark in five out of seven games. The Eagles are allowing opposing running backs about eight catches for 54 and a half receiving yards per game. Eckler is getting over 39 and a half receiving yards. Then let's go to the Cowboys and the Broncos. Tony Pollard over 40 and a half rushing yards. He's gone over this mark in every game but two, one of them being last week. But that's because no Dak Prescott had to look a little bit differently with their scheming. They'll be out in a big lead probably at some point. Don't need to rely on Zeke as much. Pollard, take the better bang for your buck with his rushing yards and go over 40 and a half. And then finally, early bet for Monday Night Football, Najee Harris. Over 81 and a half rushing yards. Bears run defense. Ain't doing nothing. Khalil Mack ain't playing. Harris is going to be the focal point. He's looking to get over 81 and a half. Or at least we're looking for that. All right, that's going to do it for another edition of Rush Hour. Thank you all for joining us. Hopefully we can help you out leading into all the action this weekend. But until Monday, best of luck. Enjoy the games and take care from all of us here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.